is a show that takes you on a truth journey outside the matrix to examine the worlds of ufology, the paranormal, and new science. Open your mind as we search for the truth that most are afraid to discuss. This is Euphonaut Radio. How are you? Great. How are you? Doing good. I'm excited about tonight. We've got a lot to talk about. Of course, the angel of ufology, usually to my left, is dealing with some technical uh, wires and sort. Yeah, if you don't know, Angel's the, the guy behind the curtain. He's the guy pulling all the switches, and he's doing all the artwork. Uh, he kind of does everything. And so then he patches in these knuckleheads, these crazy people like the Honorable and myself, to do these fantastic programs for you. Um, welcome to the show. Every Monday night, you will find us here, 7 to 9. And what a labyrinth of information tonight. Uh, we have a special guest coming on later in the broadcast that I'm excited about because it's uh, regarding one of my favorite topics, probably in my top three, which I would say, and that would be the study and the uh fascination i would say in relation to time travel yes time travel chris j brown how do you feel about time travel yeah or is it something that interests you is it something that you've uh had an opinion on the past few years well i i suppose that it's it's possible for sure after my encounter of course something's going on out there um to boldly go where no man has gone before uh is a very interesting subject i would love to to um to be able to see it happen in front of my face one day and experience it and everybody in the world be able to experience it and go from one place to another anywhere we want to go when and just a matter of bam we're there and that would be a fantastic thing so it does intrigue me a little bit i just am something that um you know i don't know if i'll ever see in my lifetime but i hope maybe my my kids will see or my my i guess grandkids maybe one day will have a chance to to be able to see this and when they go and they they book their ticket on their um Alaskan Airlines, it's, uh, you know, light speed, travel, light, you know, whatever. That would be. Yeah, neat. you would you'd want to turn it into something, uh, I imagine, uh, that could be commercial based sure. time travel, like like sure. R- Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic time travel. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of things are coming up recently. I don't know if you guys have been listening to it out there, kids. Uh, if you've been watching Westworld. 
but I sure have. Um, have you been watching that show at all, Chris? No. Uh-uh. Well, that, that's definitely something I want to tell people about. If you haven't been watching Westworld, it is, first of all, the film itself, Yul Brenner. If you haven't seen this film, sure. please go check it out. I highly, uh, I can't tell, I can't say enough about the film. So I highly suggest you go see that first. But then this, this program, Westworld on HBO, um, has been absolutely fascinating. It really is. It, it's just got so many underlying messages to humans about humans and about humanoids and what it means to be human. Uh, sure, it's great sci-fi and there's some action for sure. Ed Harris is in it and he's almost like a hybrid Yule Brenner character, which is really yeah. interesting. So, yeah, so uh, I find it fascinating. I find that there's lots of social messages in there done very very well and it's one of those programs that you can easily watch uh a few times per episode if you were that into it to try to get all the meanings behind it and then sometimes i even go down and check out what people are saying about certain things you know when you watch a film and you go hey what was that film i didn't really think i got that film you know but i liked it but i don't think i got it and then it ends and you're like i don't know so thank God for the internet because you go on there and there's always a bunch of really in-depth, yes. in-depth explanations, right? Very true. So that's what I do all the time. In fact, it's funny because I'm a huge, huge Walking Dead fan. Are you the guy that just Googles everything? Because I, that's what I am. I'm a guy that like if I have an answer or I say something, I'm like, wait, I need to Google that just to make sure. And, well, that's like the other – okay, a trivia. Okay, for people out there, who uh, – where do you think camels originated from? Uh, mm. Where do I think camels originated? You know, yep. mean like what country? Yeah. Oh, I would I would think in the Middle East, but I wouldn't know, you know, exactly. North America. The, the camels uh, originated. Camel, yep, yep, 50-whatever millions of years ago. I don't know why they even would even consider it 50 and 50 you know, millions of years ago, but no. Very true. They had a special the other night on on the news thing here about a camel or whatever, and they said that, and so boom. But I'm just going to get to what I said. I was like, huh, no. And well, so sure enough, about... I went and I googled it, and boom, it took me right to that, well, and it was a true story. I thought <laughs> I thought you were talking about camel cigarettes. Um, no. So that when you said North America, I was like, it's, well, maybe that brand. Yes. But, yes. 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 But anyway, back to Westworld real quick. Um, fascinating program definitely get your hands on that uh if you get a chance tune into that show love to hear what you think but with walking dead i was saying i do love the program because uh most of the folks out there know i'm a horror movie buff for years but i don't like the show that they have called the talking dead where they have people on after to talk about the program i don't like the host and it's very hollywood and it's kind of cheesy um so yeah i'd rather go to reddit or uh, someplace else. And in fact, one time on Reddit, I couldn't think of a horror movie, but it was so disturbing. I had to find out the title of this movie. And I just remember, you know, in some slumber watching it at four in the morning on some random channel. And sure enough, I just described it in a couple of paragraphs and maybe three or four hours, bam, somebody had nailed it for me. And it was an obscure film. It really was. Um, 
And then once he gave me the title, I wasn't so sure that I wanted to seek it out again. So I was like, that's a little effed mm. up if it was that disturbing, you know, that you really. But anyway, uh, what's going on in the world of UFO? If we had a little stinger here, you know what a stinger is, Chris? You know, like well, a radio yeah. stinger? If you had a radio stinger right now, I'd go, hey, let's talk UFOs for a little bit here before we deep dive into time travel tonight. A couple of interesting things going on I wanted to talk about. You want to do like a human stinger for me? Hey, let's talk UFOs. No. All right. All right. Anyways, uh, great. Uh, You know, I got to pat Richard Dolan on the back sometimes, even if it gets annoying after a while. Because there should be a whole plethora of Richard Dolans, but there aren't. And so thank goodness he does exist in this subject that really ends up becoming buffoonery sometimes. Uh, But yeah, I had to give him props the other day. I was washing the dishes. As you know, that's when I listen to a lot of my podcasts. And I was listening to his program, which is just called, you know, the Richard Dolan show, I believe. Uh, And he was talking about, man, what a smart dude. But he was talking about transhumanism. And I really find it fascinating. I find everything that he talks about in the subject pretty much on point. Uh, But where people are going with their thoughts and what they want to be doing and as far as belief systems and merging technology with biological essence so to speak, uh, is fascinating. But it's happening. And we're talking about Kurtzwell. We're talking about singularity. Uh, he goes into that as well. This was just a couple of weeks ago. I, I, was, uh, I usually don't listen to a show. I don't know why. I should listen to it more. You know, most of the time, I, I find that I don't listen to podcasts only because I don't know about them. It's not because they're not so good. I mean, some are better than others. Uh, I've been listening to a, a crime podcast because uh, I like all that Dateline stuff, uh, true crime. And this one is called Sword, uh, Sword and Scale. Sword and Scale, uh, very good. It's a young guy in Florida. He does it all himself. And, you know, sometimes I don't like it, but that's how it is. There's good shows and bad shows. So, yeah, props to him. But if you guys get a chance, I would highly recommend that you take a look at the Richard Dolan discussion he had on transhumanism i believe that was two weeks back so give that a shout let's see what else is going on here i wanted to talk about in ufo land before we get back into time travel and tell you about tonight's guest i don't really want to go into him yet i wanted to also talk about this and get your opinion chris because i thought this was very worthy you know front page of one of my favorite sites on the internet in UFO land. This is UFO land. That would be UFO Digest. Okay. If you haven't been to UFO Digest, why not? UFOdigest.com. Yeah, I'm plugging it for my friend Robert Morningstar, who runs it. He's the man. Uh, he's been on the show many times, as you know. He's kind of a. I would say celebrity, so to speak. Yes, and you know, I want to, I want to, if I could, if I can stop you real quick um, on UFO Digest that I was in actually was one of the very first things when my story came out. But I want to do a, a rest in peace for Dirk Vanderplog, 
who is was the one who created the UFO Digest and passed away. Of course, it's been, I guess, going on two years now. But rest in peace, Dirk. So I knew Dirk personally. And um, so, yeah, uh, rest in peace. Good yeah, guy. Yeah, you know, he was a cool guy. Uh, we, we actually did that last week. We put out a shout out to him. Oh, okay. I may be brain farted it. Well, but, no, we well, didn't do it last week. We did. Yeah, we did it a couple weeks ago when Morningstar was on. Okay. Anyway, here's something I want to bring up. This is tough because, like I said, I'm plugging the site. I like the site. I go to the site. But this is what's starting to irk me a little bit in my old age of ufology. And remember, I told you, there's old people and fat people or weird people in ufology. Uh, there really aren't a lot of uh, A-list celebs except that weird guy from uh, uh, Taxi. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you guys still have to wait here. Uh, we have Bob Lazar coming on next, the next hour, I believe. So just, you just tell him to hold on until I'm done with the news here. Okay, front page of UFO Digest, okay? Uh, hang on. Okay. Getting a, I'm getting a, a, a signal from the, uh, the board op here, I think. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, great. Thank you. Okay, so front page of UFO Digest. Sorry about that, kids. Uh, UK Express reports, although I have to say, I'm, I'm, I am a little bummed at Robert here. He's got this ad roll here. He's got to get rid of that because it's hard to read the headline with his ads sticking into the page. That's not good. We got to talk to him about that. UK Express reports Donald Trump was tailed. This is in quotes, tailed by UFO, end quotes, during his presidential campaign. UFO witnesses or witness snaps photo of unusual UFO tailing behind Donald Trump's helicopter during campaign swing through Iowa. Now, my first thought on this right off the bat is, come on, you know, this is this is the kind of shit that I don't want on the front page of UFO type uh, publications because it's silly. It's silliness. And that's what knocks us down to that sort of bottom feeder level. Of yeah. B-grade sci-fi horseshit, you know. Uh, I don't know. How yeah, do it's like the inquirers getting. It's like the inquirers getting involved here too quick on that. Yes, kind of news. yes. So the probe is out in full work. So yeah, I I can kind of. That's what I'm getting on that one. Well, that's what I'm getting too, and I have to call it the way I see it because. And this isn't, you know, Robert didn't write this, but he put it on the front page, and uh, I have sure. to say that to his defense. Uh, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard because if you go to a like a like I said, not knowing about people's pages or blogs, etc., it's difficult because someone like a Kevin Randall, uh, who I respect a lot, I, I I have been interviewed him probably years, but here's a guy who is you know top level, ex-military, knows A to Z ufology, but I'm talking about on a level of detail, especially uh, the New Mexican incidents in 47 but beyond i mean the guy's insight is just again one of these yeah. guys who's who's on a, a level that thank goodness he exists but his stuff can be quite dry okay so it is not inquirer it's you know sexy stuff that i think is sexy which is you know how to decipher the Ramey memo 
you know, how do we figure out? Now I believe there is a $10,000 prize for someone who can decipher this memo. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about because you're going, hey, 10 grand, how do I get in on this? Well, let me tell you. And if I'm wrong here, someone call in and tell me I'm an idiot. But I do follow Randall's site. If you're not familiar with him, just type him into a search. As Chris said, on Google, Google him, Kevin Randall. He's terrific. And apparently he's been working with the group for many, many, many years on the Ramey memo. This is General Ramey, I believe. Yes. Now, think about the very, very famous 1947 photograph of Jesse Marcel Sr. kneeling down over the quote-unquote weather balloon wreckage. And his eyes are focused He's uh, towards, he's looking up at the camera, so to speak. Uh, do you remember this photo, Chris? I mean, most of you guys have seen it a million times. Yes. Yes, yeah. I do. So this is the quintessential Roswell debunking photo of, ha ha, this is what it was. This crap that they came and threw on the floor, uh, which looked like a bunch of tinfoil, right? Which is back then perhaps what most weather balloons kind of consisted of. Anywho, what's interesting is General Ramey, the guy running the show, 509th in Roswell. Now, keep in mind, this is the base that had the Enola Gay. Okay, that's they dropped the bomb. Okay, it was the most highly elite secret Air Force airmen that you could get. Okay, the 509th was big. Okay, these guys were not stupid. They're very savvy, very elite, top-notch guys. So the fact that they did this to Marcel Sr., obviously, if you follow the story, you know that that really ate him up inside over the years, hence why he decided later in life to dissolve his security oath, walk through that impenetrable wall, and talk to guys like Stan Freeman and alike, and hence we have the story that filled our minds with wonder for many, many years. However, back to the memo. General Ramey, he's holding in his hand in that famous picture. What? A piece of paper, a memo. And back then, of course, the secret cabal, whoever, the guy behind the curtain, the jackals, they had no idea about things like Photoshop back then. They didn't know about graphic manipulation on that kind of scale. Hence, they weren't worried about this photo being snapped with a secret memo that Remy was holding. So fast forward many, many years now, and there have been some words that they've been able to sort of lift from this memo. However, it's not going according to, I think, as well as people would have wanted it to. So yeah. I believe there's a reward out there for all you graphic art aficionados if you go to kevin randall's blog and that's one of the cool things about this show chris is i can just i can endorse anybody i want and i'm endorsing them because they're good mm -hmm. so it's not because they pay me and it's not because they're buddies or any of that other stuff it's just because good stuff so if you if you get a chance go to his site 
and see if you can crack the code here. This is very similar, bringing it back to time travel. And, you know, one thing I do want to talk with our guest tonight, why don't we tell the folks all about him real quick. Chris, uh, I know we're talking time travel on some level tonight and perhaps some other topics, but really I want to focus on that because I think I actually had a quick Skype conversation with this gentleman uh, a couple of months ago by accident. So can you tell us about the guest tonight? Why don't you intro that? Well, he's a um, host of Black... Black Swamp Radio. His name is Wise Frog. Is uh, is is better known as Wise Frog. We'll go by that. And uh, he's got his Black Swamp Radio. He's an experiencer, and he's uh, of, of many different things. And um, maybe a little time travel. I don't know. We have to talk to him about that. But uh, anyway, oh, you know, we got uh, we got. Um, yeah, it's he's he's a good friend and, and somebody and, and a fellow got a fellow uh, caster here or uh, host on our uh, network. So it comes it, on Wednesday this, nights. Can I call Mister Frog? Call Mister Frog. Herbert. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna call yeah. Mister Frog. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess he wants to go with Wise Frog as far as uh, tonight. I won't call him yeah. his real name. Arizona Arizona Tramp. Arizona Tramp, there's the other one, yep. Oh, so he has a couple decide ones. Yeah, he's got a couple in. ones you can choose from, whatever one you want to call. He can mix them up, mix them up. So, you yes. know, tonight we're broadcasting the miniature version of Jesse Randolph, right? Like, it's the mini-me version. Why is that? Because you sound miniature tonight, man. I, mean, I keep telling you on Skype to raise your volume, raise your volume. And how am I sounding? We're, we're, right now, we both sound like gods compared to Jesse. Like he sounds like way over okay, here. Okay, because I lowered it all the way down to pretty low ink, low setting there. So I was hoping it well, sounded better. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, try to figure that out here real quick because that's not a <laughs> that's not a good thing. Like if somebody's so. maxing their volume to hear you clear and hear you loud enough, whenever um, Chris speaks, it'll blow the speakers. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. well, you're, you're, you're coming in that low. Seriously, you're coming this, in super low. Well, no, I I, uh, I get that part now. I definitely get that. Um, you know, this is this is the fun part of uh, of home based radio. You know, it's home based radio. This little jingle. Right. Well. Other than that, Arizona Trump is a a hell of a good guest. He is. And, you know, maybe it might be a good time since we are, well, about five minutes, kind of, well, okay, seven minutes away from our break time anyway. But if we wanted to go a little bit earlier for Mr. Randolph to to figure out his sound issue a little bit, then then we can do that. That sounds like a hell of an idea. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do that. Okay. When we come back. We're going to talk a little more about some more UFO news making its way and uh, some of the other incredible ways that you can make money. Yes, either deciphering the Raimi memo for $10,000 or how about if you're a treasure hunter? This is something I've been wanting to talk about for a very long time as well. I'll tell you all about that when we come back. You're listening to Euphonaut Radio live on a Monday night. PSN Radio, don't go anywhere.
team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the internet. PSN Radio, and Euphonaut, with your host, Jesse Randolph, Chris J. Brown, and the angel of ufology, Angel Espino, who I believe is back to my left. Hello, sir. Present and accounted for. Oh, good. <laughs> good to have you. I missed you all week. Did you know that, that I missed you? Uh, seriously? I, I'm yeah, I kind of I did, you know. I, I don't know. I, it, you know, part of it is that Portland has become, like I said, socked in for the winter if you've watched that delicious horror movie 30 days of night back in the day uh, about a small alaskan town that basically has about a month of darkness and these crazy little vampires infect them but that's not the point 
the point is, is that Portland is now becoming that for the winter, which it always does this time of year. So here I am in the bunker, and I was needing a friend the other day, and I said, man, I need a friend right now, and I thought of you. So there you well, go. Well, look at that. Yeah. So anyway, you what was You could have your... called me. I would have been like, hey, brother. I got to go. I can't talk now. Peace. <laughs> well, look, th- this is interesting because uh, we have we have a, a, a another um, host coming on tonight as a guest, which is always kind of neat. Uh, That's always we funny. don't, yep. and we don't do that a lot. The last time we did that, we had Rich on, Rich G, who uh, I thought we were going to have this big showdown like at the OK Corral, uh, but it ended up being a big huggy fest. So, um, but. That is not. That's the last time I've ever had a maybe maybe Alejandro back in the day, I guess. But uh, of course yourself. But it's always nice to have a, a co-host on uh, mm-hmm. or a uh, another host of a show. And this gentleman has accolades from so many people that I'm you know kind of interested in finding out what, how he ticks. But I have thrown out there we're going to be talking mostly about time travel this evening. And one of the reasons I wanted to do that was not so much because I declared him an expert on the subject, although I have heard there are some interesting stories there for sure, uh, especially in the mechanical sphere. But the reason I really wanted to talk about this, and it sort of goes back into, I don't know if you heard, Angel, when we were talking about the front page of UFO Digest and the sort of cheap inquirer story about you know an object trailing trump's helicopter you know that's i heard a, about that yeah. that's a ufo yeah 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 so it was sort of like this this uh tug of war where it's just like do we really want more stories like that or is that bullshit and we should call it bullshit and say hey you know let's talk about what the new narrative is for bassett or let's talk about uh, what was released in WikiLeaks and, and and that kind of stuff when I was trying to talk to Morningstar about that when it first went down with WikiLeaks and the Podesta emails and such. But that sort of falls right into time travel tonight because here's the deal. Time travel has had a lot of bullshit being thrown around the past few years. Okay? Uh, and I know That's you, Angel, dog. you've been... Yep. You have been one of the <laughs> proponents... That this subject has really taken a beating because of charlatans in the past, I would say, what, five years easily, right? There's some five, ten some years, heavy, yep. yep. Right. There's some, been some heavyweight guys who have come on the scene. And keep in mind, when we say time travel, it's intermingled with ufology, okay? None of these guys are sort of like, well, I don't know anything about that subject. I only know about time travel. I was a, I was a chrononaut. I was... Uh, Uh, a time traveler for the government but anyone who's done time travel if you buy into that if you believe that by some of the i would say top a-listers like andrew basaggio right i would say he's probably on the top of the mountain but then you have guys like uh stuart swerdlow who we've had on the program many times uh anyway the point i'm making is that one of the reasons I wanted to talk about time travel, and I love talking about it, is because it is a tug of war for me. I love listening to Andrew Bassagio. I love listening to him. I don't know how much I like looking at him, but remember I was kidding around the other day about that. I, I could say the same for myself. The point being is he's fascinating. He really is. And so when somebody told me that our guest tonight – 
Mr. Weisfrog uh, was somewhat of an expert in the in the subject. I was intrigued to get his opinion and some of his background in the subject. With that being said, let us all put our hands together and welcome our guest tonight for his maiden voyage on the Euphonaut Radio, Mr. Wise Frog. Hello, Jesse, Angel, and Chris, and thank you for having me on your show. Hey, Wise. Good to Glad you're thanks here. For, thanks for being here, man. Where are you calling in from tonight? Oh, I'm the Black Swamp in Northwest Ohio, which Woo! is about 40 miles south of Detroit. It's it's outside of Toledo, Ohio, and uh, used to be an actual swamp, and that's what the name the Indians called it, the Black Swamp. And everything around here is called Black Swamp this and Black Swamp that. So I have Black Swamp Radio. Uh, that's that's fascinating. But what did you grow up there? How did you uh, wind up? In- I was born, to the best of my knowledge, I was born in Toledo and raised here. And then I moved. I've been all over the country. I've done time in Sedona. I've, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm attracted to metaphysical, phys, uh, magic. Anything to do with magic completely interests me and engulfs me. And I want something to do with it. Um, so... Oh. What kind of when you say magic, I, I automatically think of dark magic because of my uh, the probably the films I like to watch. Well, such. magic is magic. It's just like if you're holding a gun in your hand, that's the gun. Okay, it's who's holding that gun. That's the type of magic being used. It's not the magic. It's who's holding the gun. If you want to do bad with it, you're going to do bad with it. If you're going to try to do good with it, then you're going to do good with it. And it's, it's cut and dry. Sure, sure. No, that, that makes sense. Okay, so how long how long have you had the program on PSN? How long have you been doing radio? When did you start doing that? Oh, I've been, I was one of the first internet broadcasters back in uh, 97 or 98. I had wow. an uh, internet radio station back then. And uh, Dave Shock remembers uh, back when I started that, I think. Dave Shock? Uh, yeah, with the satellite. <sighs> yes, this sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, he um, was on a few weeks ago, Jesse. Huh? Yeah, he was on our program? Yeah. The CubeSock. Yes, yeah, I love Cube Dave Shock. I love Dave yeah, Shock. Yeah. That guy's uh, fucking great. I was yes. Arizona Tramp back then. I've kept the name. I've been Arizona Tramp ever since. I just went... Uh, I, Ended up going to Arizona, so I took the first name of Arizona. And since I travel, you know, traveling means a tramp means traveling. So it wasn't because I was a slut, but I was. But you know, well, look, we are been, all sluts. Before we before we I deep am. dive, yeah, we are. We're all, well, are I'm not going to use the W word, but yes, I got more miles than an '89 Michelin tire. Wow! <laughs> wow! In Oregon. Anyway, uh, hey, everywhere, before man. we uh, everywhere. deep dive into time travel, I really want to talk time travel tonight, guys. Um, I want to find out, <laughs> your, you know, everybody's thoughts about where we are right now with time travel as far as, uh, I would say, uh, I'm going to kick off the conversation, I'm going to pass it to, to Wise Frog here, but... One of the problems I see with time travel right now as it stands, and I say in ufology, because that's where these guys seem to hang out, um, 
is that there is there's no proof. This has been the major problem for time travelers is that there is absolutely zero substantial proof that these people have been able to do anything that they say they've done, i.e. traveling, obviously, through time, i.e. working for top secret military projects. And because of that, I think the most people in my sector I say a high level of scrutiny, but, you know, in a positive direction, of course, think that this stuff is usually bullshit, but incredibly exciting to listen to. And that's where I say you have the tug of war. So I'm going to pass it over. That's sort of my opening statement. And I'm going to pass it over to Wise Frog. I almost called you Black Swamp. But I'm going to pass it over to Wise Frog and just sort of get your opening statement or you can respond to what I just said. Black Swamp Radio just rocks. I've got I have yeah. a chat room called The Swamp, and there's people in there right now that are listening to this show, so I have to give them a shout-out. And there's sure. in PSN chat, I have to give them a shout-out. Amanda's in there, and I think a couple other people are in there. Appreciate it, guys, for the support. Uh, as far as what you're talking about with time travel, it's bullshit, and I will tell you why. I will explain to you why. You don't need a machine, for one, to do time travel. And I'll explain that in a little bit. Uh, When these government people say that they're doing time travel, they're stuck in the moment. The moment is the place in between worlds. Uh, The void, the netherlands. uh, It goes by many different names. There's two veils that you have to pierce. You have to pierce the first veil in, in the present that you are in. And then you have to pierce the second veil to end up back in the in in that present in the reality that you are in in whatever time that you chose to go to. Where when you use a machine, they get stuck in the netherworlds, and it appears to them to be what it is in their own. It's just a, it's it's like a little bubble reality, and they make it do whatever they want to, and then they come back home. That's the difference. Can I, can I uh, interject so, something real quick uh, before you yeah. go on? Yeah, just, please. No, uh, no, no. Uh, I'm going to pass. He just passed the baton over to you. Go ahead. Yeah. It, it's you know it always fascinates me when I talk to uh, to Arizona Tramp about time travel uh, because of that particular part of the subject, which always rings true to me. Uh, not only is traveling with a machine, I would say, impossible uh, or nearly impossible. The the thing that people don't take into account is if you're traveling with a machine, the Earth moves, the Earth rotates, the Earth, the Earth is always moving around and the planets move around, you know, the galaxies move. What are the odds that you're going to travel back in time and land on Earth? You're, there's a very highly good chance you're going to land in the middle of outer space somewhere. Uh, space. Yeah, but this is sort of transcending that, isn't it? I mean, well, that's right. Well, what, the way he the says way. it, the way he, the way he is... Uh, focusing on time travel is completely different than doing it with a machine. Like if you build a DeLorean, for example, just to give you something to, to you know wrap your mind around that actually can travel through time. There's, I don't think, any possible way that you can actually go into the DeLorean or to whatever time machine you're in and actually physically travel through time with that machine because you're going to end up somewhere where how how can you take into account years, leap years, time, seconds, all those things you need to take into account to be able to land on Earth 50 years ago, 30 years ago, 100 years ago, 1,000 years yes, ago. Yes, I, I totally understand what you're saying. It makes a lot of sense because... You might time travel right into the middle of the sun. 
I mean, there's no way really to tell where the, where that place in time is going to be at. I don't think. Well, I guess we'd all have to try to come to terms with what time travel really means. So Correct. let's bring up different individuals. For instance, we just got a, an explanation from uh, Arizona about what he feels time travel is, and I sort of understand. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, it was a quick, a quick explanation. You know, I'd rather, I'd want to hear more about these veils. Well, you, you will know? when you yeah. let me talk. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you right back in here. I swear. Uh, angel, yeah, it's uh, Angel's it, fault. That, it's always my yeah, fault. <laughs> no, no, it's really good. It, always it, this Angel's is, fault. This is where you know this show is uh, supposed to be about kind of calling bullshit bullshit tonight because you know do we want to see. Uh, silly inquirer stories or do we want to be entertained it's hard to disseminate between the two discern so yeah let's let's talk about these veils that you, you're talking about uh, Arizona I'm not sure I quite understood well the veil you, you've heard I know as a child as growing up everybody's heard of a veil everybody's heard of the nether worlds the nether regions oh yeah the moment I, it yeah. depends on uh your spiritual belief, like, for example, in the occult or in the metaphysical studies or in Buddhism or whatever, it's referred to as the moment where uh, the netherworlds, um, Doctor Who, back the old Doctor Who used to call it the netherworlds, the space in between space. Uh, there's, there's a space in between um, realities. If you want to call it a reality, if you uh, 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 or uh, a, a dimension, it, it's that little cell membrane that keeps things from falling apart. Does that make sense? That makes mm. well. I mean, it starts yeah. to sound, and this is not to put it down, but that that starts to sound a little foo foo to me, only because you have to buy into certain things. Okay, well, what about this? And uh, I don't necessarily buy into that. The moment in dream time, uh, the, uh, the astral, everything that you are existing in right now comes from the dream time. This is okay. all basically nothing more than a dream, but it's a physical manifestation of that dream. That's what this is that we are in and existing in right now. Was somebody's so, dream or whose dream? Everybody's we're dream. We're all having the uh, same. We're, that's the question, Jesse. Who's, you know. Everything that takes place in this physical world that we exist in at this point that we are talking about and that we are talking to each other in has already happened, if you want to put it that way, in the dream time. Now, why do you say that? Because I don't even know that I understand that, but why are you so convinced of that? Because thought creates reality. Well, I mean, I'd like to think that, but then my week uh, would have gone so much better at work. Um, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> you should, you should try implementing this. You should try implementing the secret. You know, I mean, I yeah, I I really do want the secret. I swear. I wish that shit was real, but it's such crap. Um, and this is this is why I wanted to bring you on because, like I said, everybody said such nice things about you and your knowledge base and. The problem with time travel for me is that I do want it to be true. I do want it to be like H.D. Wells where you can tune in the little dial and it says August 6th, uh, 1971. 
but you use your mind to tune it in is okay, what I'm trying stop. to ex- I'm trying to explain to you is that okay uh, you use uh, you can use a crystal uh, you basically so that le- the lay person okay. can understand what you are doing you are creating a portal in on one side of the, of, of 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 the of the veil for lack of a better world, you're making a portal, you're stepping through that, you're ending up in this little bitty bubble reality that you create, and then you step through the uh, veil on that side or the wall on that side, and you end up in the place that you want to be. It's like taking an accordion and shoving it together. When you shove it together, you have all these different time periods, if you want to call it time period. Time is is a fallacy, but... um, Right, and I get you there. I, I guess uh, where I lose you is, if it is a fallacy, how would you be able to tune into, like I said, March thirteenth, nineteen seventy-two? You could, right? You, you 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 think about that point in existence, and you okay. go there. Now you is can this, you can okay. take anything with you, anyone with you that is connected with, like for example, I use I have used my motorcycle quite a bit to do this. And I've had passengers on the back. You know, uh, you can use your car. You can just walk. Uh, one time, I walked with um, a couple you, of friends of mine. Descri- ended up at uh, at the the magic uh, store that wasn't in existence for another ten years, and we ended up there just to, so I could prove a point. Uh, twenty thirty six. That's how I went to twenty thirty six, and I didn't know about how Yellowstone's going to go. Poof. Okay, hold on, hold on. You just threw a lot of cool stuff out there. So let's get back to the crystal first, because you threw out the crystal. So it has okay. to do with wave. So when if I, hold on, let me ask. When if I wanted to make an ingredients list of the things I needed to give this a shot? Can you list them for me? Do you know how to meditate? I mean, I've tried it a million times, so I know the okay, procedure. You, you've tried it. Okay. I've gone to groups. I've been a part of a meditation group. So, yeah, in, other words, he, in, in other words, no, he has no clue at all. No, that's yeah. not true. In other words, yeah. He used to go once a week to the, you know, the... the Big old pal buddies. And it's a lot to do with, with manipulating... It's a lot to do with manipulating your own uh, vibration your own uh, wavelength or vibration, whatever you want to call it. And when you manipulate that to step into the moment, uh, you do this also during magical rituals. You step, uh, you create a circle. And uh, when you're inside circle with your coven, uh, that uh, you can end up in the moment very easily. And you can tell this by when you look outside the circle and there, all of a sudden there's no noise. The wind has stopped blowing. Uh, it's dead silent as you look out of circle. You see nothing, and uh, that's when you do your manifestations and you do whatever you do. And when you take circle down, then you end up back in the physical reality in which you left. You can spend four hours in circle, and it's only been a half hour in reality. Yeah, but uh, but how did I get there? Again, let's go back to you mentioned you had to have some sort of vehicle or something and a crystal. Yeah, you don't need a vehicle. You can just you can just walk. You can just walk to your destination. 
you walk, you have a you have a crystal. What's the crystal? The crystal, the crystal is for helping to tune yourself into the vibration of of, of okay. making your doorway. So th- is I'm this not something the only I... one in this on this planet that can do this? <laughs> but we don't talk about it very often. And you're like the well, yeah, but that's first that's show why you're here, Nancy. This is why you're here. This is what I'm good at, extracting information from intelligent people. These are the things that we need to know because someone can listen to this program and just think, oh, that's way above my head. But I know there are people actually listening, and you have your listener base as well, but they're going, I want to try this. What do I do? Well, there's also a lot of people out there, including people in PSN chat, that have called me. Uh, and, and said basically, I'm full of it. You know, and I, I hear it on Facebook all the time. I'll try to get a guest on, and well, and, and I'll get that I am that bullshit. You're not going to find that here. What you're so, going to find is um, people asking good quality questions because we talked about this last week. If guys like Greer are going out there in, in the in farmlands and and out in uh, Joshua Tree trying to shine lights at UFOs and patterns and things of that nature, well, good for them. Uh, there's a lot of people listening that want to try that. So uh, I don't think any of that is silly. For me, it just becomes down to when you talk about the veil and when you were talking about the circle and that sort of stuff, that's where you kind of lose me because it's not something tangible for me because I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't learned well, that in a book or something. You know what I mean? Basically, that's because uh, a lot of it – I've been able to do this for, for before I was seriously into the occult. And it has to do with my background, and, and I firmly believe it has to do with, with um, my genetics of where I came from. And I'd rather not talk about that because that's where I get slammed. Frog, real quick, uh, when, you, when you talk about the veil, just to clarify for Jesse, because I think he's having a hard time with the veil. It's a, metaf- uh, a, a, a metaphorical veil. It's not a literal veil. It's metaphorically it saying you're, you're dropping the veil of re- reality from one point to another. No, I thought it was a, an actual place. It is an act. The veil actually. Well, it's an actual exists. place, but the veil, but the veil itself is there's not like a veil hanging somewhere. You're like you unhang it, walk through it. Well, let's put it this way, Angel. Uh, it is, but it's a vibration. It, it, it's more of a wavelength. Okay, um, when you're looking at the road and it's 100 degrees outside and it just got done uh, raining and you're looking at the veil, uh, you're looking at the road and you can see steam starting to come up and you see these little wavelengths and then you see this little fluctuation and, and that's described as heat. Well, that's a way of... Uh, Picturing what the veil might look like. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I think I, I think it does. I think uh, one of the reasons that people have a problem. Uh, again, I bring it back to Bassagio a lot, and it would be good to get your opinion in a second. But uh, the reason I bring it back to Andrew Bassagio so much is because obviously he is someone that has a lot of notoriety. But he also is very good at answering questions very, very quickly with great detail. But where I get lost, uh, I guess my question is to you, uh, with your experience, because obviously you're telling this audience uh, and myself that you've done this many times. Uh, take a guy like Andy Andrew Bassagio. What exactly 
do you think of him? What do you think he actually did or did not do? I think he's full of shit, period. Do you just think he made the whole thing up? I think he's totally 100% crap because I've been exactly to the time period that he is talking about. The only thing that I don't understand that he got right was how Abraham Lincoln was a half hour late to getting up to his, his, uh, his booth. Uh, am I thinking of the same guy? Yeah, no, no, you are, you are, you're, you're, you're you're heading on the head for sure. But he's, yeah. He, he's coming up with uh, these reasons why Abraham Lincoln was coming up, uh, went up to his booth late. And I can tell you the reason, I can tell you the reason that he, what, Chris? I'm sorry, I cut you off. Or something, or something was going, he ran a half hour late. No, no, he was no. busy talking. No. He, he he was busy talking with someone that was giving him spoilers about what was going to happen because there was nothing uh, that he could do because his time was his time, and he went up there like a man anyway, and he knew who was going to shoot him. And but uh, I guess okay, you know. let's let's extend it. Do you think anybody is is uh, any of these guys, whether it's Swerdlow or some of these MK Ultra cats and? These guys who were making massive claims about time traveling to Mars and all this stuff, are these guys absolutely full of shit, in your opinion? In my opinion, they're absolutely full of shit. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that, obviously, because you know, purging charlatans in this subject is, is a necessary, dirty, evil thing that we need to do sometimes because it helps the credibility. And You know, there, there, there's a know. couple of these people that you're talking about that you haven't mentioned names, and that's just fine. Don't mention them. I'm, I'm, no, I, I have no problem mentioning names. They come on my show and talk about this subject because they know I'll call them out. Well, I, I also think sometimes, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. But on this show, we do call people out because... Like uh, as you know, because you do your own program, we don't have sponsors. We don't have to listen to any well, sort of flack afterwards. I'm saying something that you think you need to call me on, then by all means, do it. Exactly. So you're saying you've gotten a lot of. Uh, well, first of all, I got to ask you one quick question: Is that if you have time traveled uh, many times, why the hell would you stay in this time period? I have a great deal of difficulty staying here right now. I don't want to be here, but there's a little girl who's seven years old who I, I'm basically her grandfather and she'd be uh basically lost without me i don't really have a choice right now until she's older before i can go anywhere okay uh, so it sounds like somebody's asked you that question before because that that definitely crossed my mind um nobody's asked me that well oh, yeah really? yeah okay. as a matter of fact yes they have uh, and well, it I just sounds that. like you had it you knew the answer right away you know you, you just knew why you're here because you maybe you had contemplated it before oh, in your I, I have left i have left for a couple hours and come back i mean there, it's nothing for me to go the pythian castle burned up in 1977 but i can go back to 36 with a friend of mine and i've done it i did it twice this year already had dinner there went dancing and came home okay so let's let's do this let's do this is this is fun stuff uh i am already overjoyed uh about having you here and what i would love to do is try to break down for uh let's pick a time that you think you'd want to talk about in details uh, a place that you let's say you you enjoy a lot maybe like I, i'll go vacation to mexico maybe you vacation or go someplace fun because you can travel back in time or the future, correct? What, where would you go? 
I enjoy pre-World War II. Okay. Uh, you don't want to go to World War One because you'll get sicker than you could get sicker than a dog and and, and <laughs> die. I mean, that's why the war ended. You know, um, before that, it's too tempting to tell people things about technology that they're going to figure out, but you know how to make it better right then and there, and it's less work for you. Uh, you just you want to stay away from it. You go back further than that. And you freak people out. You don't understand. The language is, is different. Okay, they're, they're speaking English, but it's old English. Uh, they're highly Christian. They're highly into uh, things that they don't understand because they have no education. They think everything is magic. And okay. that makes sense. issues with that. I mean, so, so going back po- pre-world... Uh, no, actually, going back to 1812 and further back than that, it, it can cause you serious difficulties. And if you go back even further, then you have absolutely no clue of what's going on. The stench, the sickness, the uh, uh, dysentery, I mean, the whole nine the yards. The danger. The danger. The, yeah, I mean, it, could you imagine... Um, just just say you stayed in America and you went back 400 years. Some Indian some Indians gonna shoot you in in the freaking back with an arrow simply because they think you're some kind of weird monster demon or something. Hmm. Interesting. Well, let's do this. I, I mean, well, in the case I, of the white man going back to that time and in, in Indian seeing them, we were kind of monsters and demons. You know, we, white men weren't kind to the Indian folks. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, yeah, but let's get let's get now let's do this. Let's get a little more granular. Stay How? with me. Stay with No, not on that not on that path. Do no, I want to I want Wise Frog to pick a time that he's traveled to, an experience, and take us through the entire experience. I don't want to. I want to hear all the mundane that you think is mundane. I want to hear how it went down. Do you come through naked? What happens? All I have is reference. You have to understand is film. That's it's what like most the Terminator. <laughs> is it like the Terminator? You like why not? That's where I just pulled it from, Quato. That's where I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, hear, in, in the background, you hear dun 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 dun. <laughs> Where's this naked thing come from? I mean, to, yeah. It must be the Terminator thing is popping in his head here. Okay, enough. Uh, I'm going to harp on this tonight because you are amongst friends, obviously. So this is a great time to be able to get down and dirty and discuss some of it without anybody uh, giving you crap about it. So let's let's do dun, that. Dun, 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 dun. All right, stop. Okay. I'm listening. Let's take us through a scenario where you've decided. Maybe it was this week. Did you time travel this week? Not this week. Okay. What about last week? Okay. Uh, why don't I give you? I'll give you this. I've I've talked about this scenario before. Okay. <clears throat> I'll give you this one. Back in '98, I'm uh staying. No, actually, it was more like '97, and before I was doing the radio thing, uh, a friend of mine. Uh, we used to do recce horror together and we used to, uh, we were roommates. Uh, we, uh, at the, at this point in time in my life, um, we had like 10 people living in the same house cause it was cheaper. 
And she started talking about how she had memories of this, that, and the other thing. And I said something about, I, I, I told her something about uh, how I used to like Doctor Who and stuff like that. And and I came up with, um, because at the time, the doctor, nobody knew who Doctor Who was, just very few people. And I called my, she used to call herself a vampire. So I called myself the doctor, just for that instance. And I said, I can prove it to you. And she got on the back of my motorcycle, and we went to 2012. And we went to the motorcycle place that I always go to called Homer's on the north end of town. And wait, 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 wait. I'm interrupting because you're not, you're not, you just skipped over all of the goodies. We got on the motorcycle. Now give me the inches about what happened. You re- you turned the motorcycle on. What did you do? The motorcycle is not the issue here, Jesse. Well, yeah, it's it is. It, it is. Of it course it, it fucking is. is. For you, Jesse. Yeah, man. Well, Listen, it's my man. fucking show. Come on. I want, I want the ingredients of how you can time travel. And I don't want to skip the yummy parts. Is I've, that so bad? That's yeah. all. I've been I'm sorry. I, okay. I start, yeah, I sent you a friend request there, Jesse. I, I like you. <laughs> oh, good. I like you, too. <laughs> and what I'm saying is I am intrigued and I'm loving this shit, but I don't want to skip to the part where you're making out with the chick. I want to stay where you just got on the motorcycle and what happens. Uh, well, um, it's like this. All right. You have to know your geography All right, it, it, of where you're at. For example, uh, this... The uh, Anthony Wayne Trail used to be part of the Erie Canal. So if you go too far back in time, you're gonna, and, and you're driving your motorcycle down the Anthony Wayne Trail and you go too far back in time, you're going to end up inside the Erie Canal with, uh, with like 10 feet of water and your bike is submerged and you're like trying to swim for, for your life and things. So you have to know what roads are there and so on. And so anyhow, the, the point of that is this, we took, we got on a bike, we took all the back roads and when we got into, uh, close to the location that I told her that I wanted to be, um, it was on one of the roads that, um, had absolutely never, it never has any traffic on it. Nobody drives up and down that road. So that's where we did our jump. Uh, if you want to call it a jump. And okay. so that way, when you come out somewhere, you're pretty confident that there's not going to be a car in front of you or you're not going to. Ah, okay. Car. This makes sense. So it's the same road when you do, we're it's going to call it jumping right now. Okay. It's the very same space, only it's a different moment of existence. Ah, fascinating. Okay. This is great. So, so you have to pick the spot where you're going to be safe on the other side. Hopefully. We ride up, this is the part that throws me for a loop, okay? We ride up to Homer Motorcycle, and we get out. Uh, we get off the bike. We walk inside, and Homer, uh, the, the guy that owns the place, is looking at me like he just saw somebody who uh, <laughs> died and came back to life. And I'm in there getting some parts, uh, getting oil and all that kind of crap for the bike. And at this time, I didn't know who my buddy Steve, who's been on my radio show before as a call-in, 
my buddy Steve walks in with with a couple of his friends, and his jaw drops to the floor. And then um, the next thing he says is that I watched you die. How the fuck are you here? And I told you, I, I, I told him, I said, I told you I was a time traveler. And we ended up um, I t- talking back and forth. But this is in 2012 when this, uh, back in the existence that I did all this. Well, my buddy Steve and me, I just got off the phone with him today. He just got, uh, it, so that's the part that throws me for a loop. Well, go, go I, back. I'm Get back I, to the story here. We're, we're on the motorcycle. The rest of the story is, is I took her back home, and then I went to hang out with him uh-huh. in 2012 for a while until I went back home. And it's pretty much the same scenario. You got to go through the same stuff and make your doorway, make your doorway twice. Uh a bubble reality. And let me explain the bubble reality. The bubble reality. In, inside the void, it's, there's nothing there. So you have to create something so it's like a bridge in between the two walls. That as soon as you've crossed through the wall, uh, the, the bubble reality basically pops and it's non-existent anymore. And that's why I say these other time travelers that use these machines are, are bullshit because they only go through one and and they create their own reality and and manifest their own existence of of uh, saw things the way that they expected to see them or wanted to see them and then they come back home. Right, but getting getting back to the road there. You're on the motorcycle, you got a crystal and you is it in your pocket? Is it in your hand? Where is it? I didn't use a crystal. I don't use a crystal. I mean, you can use one. Oh, so I don't, you didn't have a crystal. You're I don't, and, you have her on the back. You're going at a special speed, or it doesn't matter. Uh, 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 well, you, when you're making your doorway, you're going pretty much as slow as you can get away with. Uh, you're in first gear because, uh, oh, for example, if you decided that you were going to go back a couple hundred years, well, it, it's better to be doing five miles an hour when you slam into a tree than twenty-five miles an hour. Okay, and then uh, that makes sense to me. And then uh, I know why you picked the road now. That makes sense. I guess where I'm losing you is what's happening while you're in first gear driving down the road. Are you? Do you have your eyes closed? Do you have your eyes open? Your are eyes you, are. Your eyes are open. Okay, eyes are open, and and when you yeah. actually make the jump to wherever you're going, let's say 2012. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, uh, things. Uh, yeah, what happens? Have to you ever taken a piece of? Future? Have you ever taken a piece of visqueen, uh, or saran wrap, and, and put it over your face, and then yes. made it taut? Yeah, and then pulled it off, uh-huh. and probably did it again. Well, that that's as close as I can come to it. So it's something that you actually feel physically. You, you, feel? you can feel it physically. You, it's like uh, I know you've driven on a, in a car. And you feel driving through those cold spots at night. Only yes. it's not a long yeah. cold spot. It's a uh, damn. That was you know. It's like somebody blew cold air on you. Uh huh. Yeah, I think I, I think I do know what you mean. Okay, that's so. It's like that. And then is it is it just like a half a second, and then you're there, or is it like 
uh, contact where you're going through this long tunnel? Well, no, I mean, what's it's it like? Not, it, no, it's not a long tunnel at all. It's, it's, it's well, I, let me retract that. It depends on where you're going. Well, how do you, uh, yeah, so, so if you wanted, well, obviously that there, how do you go back to Jackal's premise that uh, time, obviously it's not linear, uh, therefore it would be impossible to go back to a certain uh, time exactly, for instance. Everything has, everything exists. I love Doctor Who's big ball of wibbly wobbly stuff. <laughs> everything exists in the same moment only it's spread out like you would pull an accordion apart you push that accordion together and you've got it's like stepping over a crack and you can get to wherever it is that you want to do or you can pull it apart a little bit and you can go to whatever event that you want to go to that would like in, be in between the, the major fixed points and in, in in time. Oh, yeah, that's fine, but how do you solve oh, the okay. problem of landing on the same planet Earth and not landing in the middle of space somewhere because planets do move? Well, I just explained that to you. I, I, Went you right did, over my I, head. When, I told, when my buddy Steve told me he watched me die in 2012, well, guess what? It's 2016 now, and I'm still kicking. And I've wondered about that. And I've had the conversation with him or tried to have the conversation with him about this. And he tells, tells me that I'm full of crap and I don't know what I'm talking about, which is, how did, how did, how did he see you die? Did he see, uh, did he actually see, see? uh, Yeah. In fact, he showed me exactly where it was supposed to have happened. And I was on my motorcycle and I ended up going off the road and I was going over and over past and, I ended up going off the side of the road and ended up hitting um, those wood posts for, that hold horse fences. Okay. Uh, one of those type of posts. Uh, right. That's that's what he said. In but I, I, I'm thoroughly convinced that I've switched realities uh, because I'm still kicking. You must have been a, a fan of the television show fringe i would think right it was a- uh the first year okay i i en- i enjoyed it i thought it definitely opened up a lot of questions i for me. i, I missed show. i missed a lot of the fringe and uh, at that time we didn't have inter- uh the stuff we do to be able to go back and binge watch it or anything so i just okay uh chat room question why hasn't wise frog uh <laughs> pick the lotto numbers i mean obviously that's a that's it's a, it sounds like a silly question not so silly be probably the first thing i did it's not so silly because i don't give a shit about money well can you do it for me i, I don't want that kind of money that that kind of but money I i'll take it i'll take the money. yeah what about psn we could be so big we could have billboards what, what about black swamp radio well, <laughs> it'll be big exactly yeah there you go now we're talking yeah, that would be that would be awesome. To, I can see where that would be awesome. That's just, PSN will be like your Fox News, and you'd be like the Sean Hannity show. To be honest with you, I tried it a couple times, and I ended up for not no better reason. It's I mean, not, is it a fear not, to not change time right. the way? Is it a fear to, of changing time the way it's supposed to happen? And 
and you know messing the timeline or something like that is that no, part of the fear? I don't see where that would that would be the case. No, uh, no, no. I, I mean, I'm thinking Vegas trip is I mean, up here. You know, if if you do this with the Mega Millions, I mean, so what if if somebody else wins it and you have to split that with somebody else? Right. Bummer. Who cares? I mean, so what? How are you going to affect some? So somebody didn't end up with a hundred million dollars, and they ended up with eighty million dollars. I mean, yeah, but let's say for example, you go greed and you become like Biff Tanner and and Back to the Future too, and now all of a sudden you're like a multi-trillionaire and running the entire planet. That that's going to you know change things. Uh, yeah, that probably would. And that would be me, by the way. But the thing that I have to answer that totally question, Biff. The, thing, the, the thing that I have have noticed is that events always happen. It doesn't have to be by that exact person. It can be by somebody else, but that event is going to take place regardless. So basically, to answer the question, you have dabbled in trying it, but it didn't work out, correct? Uh, And in other words, words, the Twin Towers are going to come down no matter what. It doesn't necessarily have to be the Taliban that's blamed for it, but they are going to come down. Okay, but but in in the Fringe television show, there were different dimensions, right? So there were parallel universe. Parallel dimensions. Yeah, I think of it like a rope. Uh, the, the the closer you uh, if you're at the center of that rope then you know how it's got all it, it's, it's a nice thick rope and it's got all the twine wrapped mm-hmm. around in it and if you're in the center and you're spreading out the ones that are closest to the reality that you are at are going to be the most similar to you as you get out towards the outside of that rope that's when things start to get really different have you? How far in the future have you gone? Twenty thirty six. Why did you pick that October, year? October of twenty thirty six. Why did you pick that? Twenty thirty six. The reason that year that year was 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 um, picked. I was in a car. I was on my way to Flagstaff with a friend of mine, and we were talking about Teeter. And uh, uh, oh, thank I, God you brought him up. Go ahead. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Teeter, and we ended up at the uh, rest stop going up Highway 40 and looking out towards. Uh, we stopped there and we were looking out towards. Uh, we were looking north because the sky had changed color. We had gotten in an argument about Teeter, so we went. I, I said, well, watch. I'm going to put you in 2036 right now. He had no clue of what was going to happen until after it happened. And it happened that fast. And it happened just as we were pulling up into the, uh, into the rest area because we were, we were going at it so much I had to pull over. So 2036, and you picked the number just because? Just because Teeter, yeah, Teeter was talking about how Yellowstone was going to go poof. And it's like, oh, okay. So anyone, argue- any, of you, any of you kids out there who don't know who John Teeter is, quickly explain, Mr. Frog. We were having an argument about whether or not Yellowstone actually went poof in 2036. And it was like, okay, well, let's find out. And in May of 20, around May or June, or I believe, April, May, June. Um, that's when Yellowstone decides to go poof. And then in October, another supervolcano on basically the other side of the planet goes poof. Uh, 
Okay, but that is this 2036. Uh, 2036, is that when Teeter said that he came from? I believe so. Okay, uh, so no, if you... believe, oh, not that he came from. That's, I don't think that's where he... I don't know that much about Teeter. I, I remember he said something about and that's what happened in 2036 when he was talking. Uh, about... Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so if you don't know Teeter, kids, John Teeter, T-I-T-O-R, the reason I know his case uh, pretty well, besides the obvious reason, is I had the, his like mega fan on once this was the guy who kind of runs john com, and he was a really nice guy and incredibly sane but john teeter was a guy who went on art bell and some chat forums uh different uh chat forums and message boards uh, i believe ats at the time which kind of sucks now because it's filled with ads and stuff like that but back in the day it was kind of really really cool um, and godlike too, before it got real racist and kind of white supremacy. Um, so that's why I don't really visit those places anymore. But Teeter was this guy who came on the scene and said, I'm a time traveler. And you, you see this on Reddit a lot now and other places they go, I'm a, I'm an Illuminati member. Ask me anything you want. And you know, it's bullshit obviously, but yeah. Teeter really started to get people's interests because uh, he came up with these really elaborate, and again, Teeter could have been Bassagio, in my opinion, uh, practicing, if you think about it. Um, he never, he, his pinnacle of fame for Teeter was, I believe, did he do Art Bell? Is that what he did? Teeter did Art Bell. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So he does Art Bell, he does the big stage, and he had these pictures which looked really retarded of his machine yeah and he said he's back he had to come back to this timeline to this time period because he needed a part from like an old ibm computer or something it was like I mean, old 486 or 386 or thank you. yes oh yes brother yeah we we're back then we know and this stuff was fucking riveting it really was it is a great tale because number one it's not like abduction. You want this to be true, okay? So the public, people, of course, who doesn't want to time travel, right? Everybody's sitting there sort of salivating. Wow, what would I do, you know? Could I have, uh, I mean, do you have friends in other time periods? I would imagine you must. Yeah, I do. You know? Uh, what's then, trippy is that one of my friends from back then who is older than me now, I was older than her then, and now she owns a restaurant about two miles away from me and uh we don't talk very often because it, it would seem absolutely insane in front of her the rest of her people that work at her <laughs> diner um to well it's funny you mention a diner mr frog because there's a program on television right now with james franco and it's a stephen king uh book i believe or story and it's all about a gentleman who owns a 50s-style diner who, when he purchased the diner, there was a closet in the back that was actually a, a, a time portal. Uh, and basically, the story evolves, and I won't give it away. But in essence, it's a time travel program all about what you're saying, which is that uh, these folks are able to just sort of loop in and jump in. And he sent back James Franco... Uh, to try to stop Kennedy from being assassinated, I believe. So it's an interesting program, but it it's just something I think that, number one, people want to be 
legitimate. They want it to be real. The problem is, again, let's put you on the hot seat for a second. Okay. Don't take this personally. Let's let's just I'm do not, it. Just do it. Yeah, it's fun. What the um, hell? What the hell? <laughs> it doesn't cost anything. Uh, people, people are going to think I'm full of shit, so I don't care. <laughs> well, you know what? And you're, you got to be used to that in this line of work. I but am used to it. Of course. Yeah. So, for instance, people are going to go, Randolph, why didn't you uh, ask him, just like Basagio, where's the beef? Where's the proof? How can you get a piece of physical proof that you can time travel? Is there an artifact you can bring back? Are you allowed to bring things back? Well, if you take a picture now, they're going to tell you it's photoshopped, whether it is or not. True. Okay. The The only thing that I know what to do and I haven't done it is to go back and before the, the, the paper here was the paper here it was and there was another paper was to go back there and get a picture taken by a photographer of that newspaper and have me standing in front of my bike. This is I didn't say this happened. I'm, I'm, it's just an idea I've had. And then I go back and, and bring the paper and slam it down on people's face, and they're going to say, oh, well, this is a fake. And it's like, okay, well, here is the, the evidence because you can go back and look at the records of, of the right, but can you bring back a uh, if you wanted to bring back a a football? Can you actually do it? Yeah. Oh well, I mean, but people I would... are going to tell me it's fake. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, if I could fit it in my saddlebag, or if I can fit it in the trunk of my car, I don't have a trunk or in my van, I could do that. Okay, so let's that. This is a quagmire here, but it's kind of interesting. Hmm. Everybody brainstorm real yeah. fast on what would be legitimate enough it's a good question are you saying you can do it back <laughs> i'm not proving anything but oh yeah. well, come on we're just we're just we're just thought boarding here okay to, okay here's another thing in 2036 they're, they're hoverboard you know the back of the future style hoverboards sure. yeah that's, that's lexus, how uh, angel gets to work right uh-huh. lexus, lexus has the hoverboard now but you have to have a piece of copper underneath that hoverboard and able to make right. it work well, by the, that problem has been solved by 2036. But you go, well, what about the cars? Why are the cars still gas powered? But the hover, but the the skateboards are hoverboards, and it's like, okay, well, everybody, the people, um, it's more like uh, it felt more like China. I mean, but was. Wow, that's weird for like China, but what yeah, was the, the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It felt more communist. <laughs> it did. I don't know how else to explain it. Is it, Nazi more German, civilized? Like, Is it more civilized or not? Is it more chaotic or civilized? But it's more like Nazi Germany. You don't say that because they'll hear you and they'll come take right. you just like oh, that. Just like so we're more, now anyway. Like Italian. Okay. Yeah. Like, like we were heading if Hillary would have won. So anyway, I forgot where you were. What you were talking? No, we were just kind of trying to just to pull out uh, a piece of evidence that we could. This is the problem with a lot of. And, and you know, I'll go back to put it into the ufology sphere for a sec. You know, you got guys like Bob Lazar, let's say, and we were chatting about him in the chat room uh, a couple hours ago uh, with somebody, and they said, "Okay, the guy worked at Area 51. The guy worked at Area 51." 
How come he doesn't have any paper? How come he doesn't have any plans? He doesn't have a piece of the ship. He doesn't have a piece of DNA. He doesn't have a slide with some blood or some serum. What the fuck, right? But the problem is, obviously, is that if you buy into the fact that he's doing stuff like this, then you must buy into the fact that the secrecy level is on such a degree that there's no way this guy's getting out of those buildings. Well, there's, there's no way he's going home. Right. There's no way he's going to this. They're not going to let anybody go out on the radio and talk about that. Right, exactly. I don't no, care that, if it that too. years ago. They're not going to let anybody come out with that kind of information. Simple. Well, and, no, yet, I mean, and, yet, and yet Bob Lazar exists. Yeah, exactly. No, he, he. I mean, you can talk, you can talk, you can talk, but talk is cheap. Talk is yep. cheap. And at the end of the day, there are going to be tons of radio hosts like myself, like Angel, who are going to say, no, pedal to the metal here. Where's the beef? And that's where I would say, coming back around to where time travel, as it exists right now in ufology, really has a hard time. So it's very similar. The abductees have different kinds of proof over the years that they've stuck with. You know, they have regression, if you buy into that, which I do not, by the way. They have implants, which are very controversial. I was, uh, we all were friends with uh, Dr. Lear. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. and Rest and in peace, yep. right and that stuff very controversial. Not sure how what I think of it. Even knowing the guy and watching all of his shit, which is riveting, by the way. Watches uh, watches operations. Watch these dissections and retractions of these implants. It's very interesting and creepy. I have uh, an implant behind my ear, and I have one in my arm. Why? Because I was abducted. I don't know why else. Okay, so hold on. Let's bring this into time travel for a second. If you wanted to time travel to, let's say, the same year we're in right now, right? But you wanted to do it uh, on another planet. How would you go about doing something like that? I don't go to another. I don't. I. I, I don't go to other planets. Okay. Yeah. Is it because you haven't tried or? It's because I, well, uh, I could be smart ass and say because I don't have a TARDIS. Because you don't have what? <laughs> I don't have a TARDIS. Time and relative <laughs> dimensions in space. Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't have a, I TARDIS, don't have a ship, man. <laughs> you don't have a ship. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Ship. Fair enough. Well, I, you know, you kind of, I have to say it in a nice, uh, I have to say uh, bluntly that you kind of make it seem like some of these questions are like, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, of course. But, you know, the layman's not going to really understand what you're talking about. I, I, you know, okay. as far you know what I'm saying? I understand, I, I, but I don't know how else to, I don't know how to break no, it. No, you're doing, you're doing a good job, but it Thanks. seems like it, it does get kind of trivial for you, so to speak. And it's not trivial to people who are, who cannot travel in time because I'm I talking say, to you. Okay. The only thing I say, Jesse, is that if you come here, where I'm at, and I'm not going to tell you where I'm at over the air, but if you come here where I'm at, and uh, your hair is probably too short to get on the back of my bike, and it's too cold right now anyway, jump in the car with me. We'll go somewhere. That's I, I want to do it. You would take me somewhere? I would take you, in, I, I would take you anywhere around here, uh, back, forward. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about going too far forward. Like this, is, this is almost as good. 
Weiss Frog as the invitation to spend the night at Stan Romanek's house a few I don't years. Know who that is? Much so, better because you, you probably got molested at Romanek's. <laughs> hey, easy. You're going to time travel. There you're going to get probably touched. This is not a court of law. <laughs> However. I don't even know who this guy is. You're talking well, fashion there, Angel. So. So, you, you, know, know, you, know, you ever seen the uh, video of the alien in the window where the guy, like, he looks at the window and then he, he skips over, like, a cord in the floor. Like, oh, happy, hippy, happy. It's very dark. And then all of a sudden you see a little face pop out in the window looking inside, like, video. Yeah, I've seen that video. That guy. The Boovit. It was a Larry King kind of huge hoopla event for a little while where he went sort of uh, ballistic with that story and Stan was on. He got a lot of notoriety and then he had some mm -hmm. legal problems as of late. Um, oh, yeah. But Ch I was invited at this point to come be at his home because Alejandro Rojas at the time had told me there was some crazy shit going on there that I needed to see. And this is true. It really is. Uh, whoever might deny it is not. I don't know. But well, I can tell uh, you I this am, much. I can tell please. you this much. If I were to take you back to eighteen, like, okay, we have Fort Megs over here in the next town over. All right, and that was a battle of the uh, of eighteen twelve. It was a pivotal battle of eighteen twelve. But if I took you there during it, that battle when it was I nothing don't but a battle, and it was nothing but woods, it muskets. You had the British. And you had the Americans, and they were fighting to keep Toledo in Ohio instead of becoming part of, uh, of uh, British territory. Uh, if I took you there and you died, what am I going to do about it? Well, that's, uh, maybe you could get me to sign a waiver. I'll sign a waiver. Well, it's regardless. Uh, and, and, and then the problem comes me with me. When I get back to... home, they're going to ask me where you're at, and I'm gonna, uh, what am I going to tell them? Well, I mean, you say, yeah, I don't know. Look, this is a dangerous topic. Sometimes shit happens, you know, but. There you go. Sometimes shit. Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> I, had to, I had to leave him in the past. Uh, you know, stuff happens. Not a second. Well, I don't want to go back to a war, <laughs> Wise Frog. I want you to take me back to do something amazing. Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Like, uh, save Tupac from dying. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you, can't, you can't save anybody from dying. We've, we've, we've talked about that. I, I, you know, honestly, Tupac, man. it sure would be uh, fun to think about, though, where, where you would want to go. Uh, there's so many places I could think of. I, I can't get one specific, but I sure as hell know that I would not want to go back to a war. That sounds like uh, maybe something more relaxing. You know? How about like ancient Rome? Oh, uh, well, how the hell am I going to get overseas? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good. If point. you get time travel, we could do sea travel. Come on now. Come on, get you. We'll, we'll rent a boat. We'll rent a boat. Get you a boat. There you go. I, I've I, I have yet to try to cross a body of water. Okay, how about this? How about this? I've got a good one. Have you heard about Forrest Finn's treasure? No. Okay, so quick story. There's a very famous guy named Forrest Finn. He's in his 80s. He is one of the most prestigious art dealers uh, for like the past 60, 70 years or something. Back towards uh, starting in the 30s. There um, you go. Or something crazy like that in New Mexico. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, I'd say about six years ago, he takes a bunch of these crazy 
treasures that he has, and he makes this chest. Uh, it's not a large chest. You can see a picture of it if you look it up. Forrest Finn, F-I-N-N's treasure. However, he took this treasure filled with about half a million dollars worth of gold coins and other artifacts that were worth a lot, and he buried it somewhere people think is New Mexico. However, he wrote a poem, and this is Forrest Finn's poem. It's only about a half a page long, if that. It's not very long. And the poem, according to Finn, tells you everything you need to know to find the treasure. And what he also told you, or the public, is that he was able to hide the treasure from where he lives in New Mexico and go back in one day and do it all by himself with this very heavy object, obviously. And he tells you that if you follow the poem from uh, the start to the finish in order, you will find the treasure. Now, that was a few years ago. And since then, thousands of people have tried to decipher this poem and go hunt the treasure. Okay. In fact, I'd say about six months ago, someone has gone missing in New Mexico, where my future in-laws live. And I've been out there right on the Rio Grande there. It is, it is not the kind of place you want to go walking around by yourself. So to make a long story short, I've always wanted now, – now keep in mind, my future father-in-law is the parks director in New Mexico in Santa Fe. So when I was out there, obviously that's where I heard this story. I got intrigued because it wasn't as mainstream. And I said, wow, this would be great for a challenge to remote viewers because I've always had – back and forth with remote viewing over the years. And I've had some very interesting uh, stories from people I've interviewed and some happenings that have happened here involving missing children. However, I've never had a remote viewer been able to, again, put the proof in the pudding. And if they were able to take on Finn's treasure or a time traveler was able to go back and find, are you, would you be able to go back to where this man hid this treasure? Are you able to go that specific? Yeah. But well, I'd that rather would go to, incredible. I like Amanda Kern. Amanda Kern's my news, does my news on, uh, to, uh, on Swampcast. She says we should go back to uh, Woodstock. Woodstock, that that's a great one. Man, what a great one. All right, so can we all do that as a fun trip, the the seven of us or wherever? And we no. just pile all, in a van, all of us pile in a van. We get in a can van. It like, can it be like a Scooby-Doo van and like, we have a pot in there? <laughs> we have to fit in. This is a great idea, Wise Frog. I uh, love man. it. Yes. Okay, so why don't we try to do this, and maybe uh, Angel can figure out a way to live stream it. <laughs> of us time time traveling in a van to Woodstock. What do you think about that? Gee, Scoob! Yeah! <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. You know, why don't we open up the phone lines with the time we have left? Yeah, let them uh, start slamming me. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead! Just, I say uh, that, but, you know, usually... Folks don't even know how to call on the show. By the time it's over, they say, you know, why don't you give out the phone number, etc. 
Chris. That would be a good way to uh, get to call, yeah. That would be a good way to do it. Here, I'll give out the number. It's uh, 786-245-8127. Again, that's 786-245-8127. Doesn't matter if you're east of the Rockies, west of the Rockies, on this timeline or the next. Even if you're on Uranus, the number's the same, 786-245-8127. And if you are on Uranus, then make your way to Mercury. It's a lot cooler out there. And the number's still the same, 786-245-8127. Please call us in, or you can look us up on Skype by looking up PSN Radio. I know it's kind of silly, but that's exactly what it is. That's you. <laughs> that was you, awesome. Angel. You know, why haven't you been doing that for the past uh, 20 other shows? It just came to me. <laughs> he wants to watch me get slammed. That's why okay. he's doing well, it. You have a question. Nonsense, poopy pants. Someone that is actually a time traveler, and I say this with all sincerity. This is a respected person on the network here who's got a program, Black Swamp Radio. Uh, when's your program on again, Wise Frog? Swamp Gas is on at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Uh Pacific time on Wednesday nights. It's a two-hour show, and we talk about anything and everything. But it's usually the paranormal or the unexplained or or whatever. We stay away from UFOs most of the time because Angel does UFOs, right? And, and we don't. Every, every, everybody else does a UFO, so we I we know. do Bigfoot and we do all yeah. the weird stories and we have witches and we have all kinds of people on on our show. We don't care musicians. Musicians that have good ghost stories or, you know, whatever. Well, if you have a question tonight, folks out there, kiddies, uh, for the wise frog, uh, again, the intriguing, yes, the intriguing part about time travel guests, um, and I can say this with sincerity and experience for the past 20 plus years, I've been doing this or so, um, maybe not that long. These people are have the characteristics the following. They're all highly intelligent. They all are very good speakers. In fact, they can explain to you to a T on how they do what they do. And to me, that's that lies the bizarre. That there lies the bizarre. Because what do you do? What do you take away from this program tonight? It's very difficult. Because you talk to a gentleman who obviously has a, a wealth of knowledge about the subject. And we've just been able to talk about a little bit of it, obviously, and 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 I and I loosened up a little bit, and I didn't get as uh, as granular as I usually force people to get. But uh, really, it's more fun to talk about in theory. You know, what, where would you go? I'd go to Woodstock. What a great idea! I get to see Jimi Hendrix play the guitar live. Yeah, that would be you so know. awesome, wouldn't you it? Get to hang out with hippie girls and 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 do like fresh acid or something. Uh, I'd stay away from the acid, but the rest of it would be, I don't know. You're thinking about going to see hot chicks or do hot chicks that are old enough to be your grandmother now. You sicko. Wow. That <laughs> what is wrong with you, Jesse Randall? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Goldie Go Hawn turns you granny picker today. So, hey. Come on. Well, yeah, but imagine doing LSD while you're time traveling. That's oh, pretty much a mind you'll, fuck. You'll, you'll probably, you'll, yeah, but you'll get stuck in the 60s, bro. You don't want to do oh, that. Dude, you'll get stuck somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, that, that sounds like a triple dog dare um, <laughs> no, Yeah, triple so, dog, don't try that. That's what that is. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Can I ask you this? How far back could you go, do you think, if you wanted to, 
wise frog. Uh, I, I think I'm starting to understand how you do what you do, which is kind of neat because I've never heard of it before where you're like, look, if, if I want to go in the future 100 years, it's going to be on this particular street that I pick in 100 years. And Well, that, it's going to be the, that street. I, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to ha- I'm going to project it in my mind. I'm going to say this is specifically where I want to be. It's like uh, doing a spell on magic. You got to be very, very, very specific to the point where it's stupid to be that specific to have the spell work correctly. I could be that specific. I could. You have to. Uh, but for instance, how far back could you go? Uh, I mean, think about it for a second. How far back could you actually go? Could you go back to? The 1500s? Could you I could go back to the 1500s, but I don't know how to speak their language. Mm. Well, yeah, you just being an observer. See, that's another thing, is that in your time travels, you're actually injecting yourself physically into that time structure, into that setting. So what you're saying is, you know, where people say when you die in your sleep, you die in real life. Uh, you're saying if you die while you're time traveling, you die. Exactly. Right? So you would just become a uh, missing person here. So because yeah, your physical self okay, like, if, actually if, is over there, Jesse. That's why. All right. Say you go right. back two hundred years and uh, somebody accidentally shoots you. Okay. All right, and, and you die. However, it is that of a gut shot or whatever, and you die. If there is such a thing, and I firmly believe that there is, uh, if there's such a thing as reincarnation, well, because you died in the past you're going to be reborn and have to go through your whole childhood and everything all over again. Wow. I just Great. mind fucked you. I just gave yeah. you. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. Wait a second. Wait a second. Go ahead. Spell Wait it out. Wait a second. I almost have it. Hold on. <laughs> but if you go to the past and you're dead in the past, okay, you would have been born anyway. The thing is, from the moment you left in the future... You know, from that point forward, you don't exist anymore because you're dead in the past. But your future self would have been born regardless if you died in the past or not. It's just your life ends up in a big loop, and all there it is. I've gone cross. But you end up, you end up with oh, all the you end up with all the memories of what you did, and you have to. How, to how does reincarnation come into the the equation? Though? I don't get it. Reincarnation is is that's reincarnate because okay. Uh, if I die right now in, in a present that I'm in, then at some point in the future, I am born to someone unknown, and I don't know what gender or anything, but I, I am born in, in that next life. But if I die in the past, I have to go through this life all over again. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're going through the same exact life over again. I got you. So in other words, every time you reincarnate, you reincarnate as a different person. But if you bufam ghoul and you mess up and you die in the past where you're not supposed to be dead, then you're stuck in this life once more. So in other words, if you want to... I, I completely, I'm with you now, 100%. So if you die in the past, you got to relive this exact life again. Yes. Gotcha. Oh, boy. Oh, I do not want to relive. <laughs> unless you're, unless you're like a billionaire who's like had a great life, like Donald Trump. You know, uh, Donald bad. Trump. It, <laughs> I you, it's been a struggle, but you know, it's sometimes Donald Trump to, struggled. His dad only gave him a million dollars to get going back in the nineteen sixties. That's right. So you know, I mean, a million dollars was nothing back in the nineteen sixties. Hey. Nothing, but you know what, uh, Chris? 
you know what somebody else was doing in 1960 when uh, his dad was giving him a million dollars to go make a business? Oh, uh, hey, look, I don't want to get into all that. They were marching I, I, against I, the civil I, rights, man, and her name was uh, Hillary Clinton. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think we're on, it's a fantasy. People want time travel to I'm be real. Got, okay. Excuse me, Jesse. So, no, no, no. It's okay, but I just want to make this. Oh, no, Amanda got a question in the chat room. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Amanda. <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I'll get it out here. Uh, <clears throat> for we have the most socially inept uh, audience in the world. These people are here that they do not want to call in. It's the uh, it's the technological. Well, actually, if, if you if you stay if you stay on the line there for one second, just hold on. Hey, caller. Welcome to the uh, show. You on our radio. How's it going? How's it going? Uh, yeah, you got to give me one second because Skype is being a little girl again, and it knocks the other call off for whatever stupid reason. So uh, stay on the line. Don't hang up. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to get those guys on this call, and they have no idea what's going on, by the way. They're all like, what's happening right now? And instead of explaining it to them and then getting the call, I'd rather just, you know, take the call. Yeah. So just stay on the line there. Don't, don't go nowhere. And Jesse uh, will be popping up, up into existence here. It's kind of like a form of time travel, what we just did right now. Hold on. There's uh, there's some okay. technological thing going on here. It's, it's technology gone wild. See, what happened right now, guys, is you just time traveled. <laughs> you were there, but now you're here. And soon we're going to have our leader... Weisfrog, who's going to join us. Mr. Weisfrog, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, now we've all time-traveled together in one pod. Check it out. Yes. We have a caller on the line. The reason we had to time-travel, gentlemen, is because Skype is being a bitch, and it's not allowing me to add anybody to the call. <laughs> so, in order for me to take the caller, which we had a caller, I have to drop you guys off and then bring you into this call. So, in other words... Mm. Interdimensional time calling. We were in the veil Congress. for a moment. Me, right. me and the we were girl. crossing the veil, and now I've crossed the veil. It's prettier <laughs> on the other side, I will say that. It's much nicer <laughs> on the other side of the veil. Shit. Hey, hold on. We have a caller. Let's let well, the we do have a caller. 903, you're live on Euphonar Radio. Hey, guys. This is James West, and I had a question for you. James, how are um, you? Mr. West. I'm doing good. Yeah, are you enjoying the show? Yeah, it sounds like uh, uh, he's describing the plot for a new Mr. Who show coming out or something like that. It sounds awesome. <laughs> new Doctor Mr. Lie. Who? Is that like a reboot? Like sounds like Doctor he should be a uh, consultant. Yeah, it's, it's his own version, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Liam, go, go, ahead with your, go ahead with your question, bro. Uh, how did you learn how to do this? Great That's question. question. Great question. Don't go anywhere. How did I learn how to do this? Uh I was just, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. You ever have voices in your head when you were little? Yes. Yeah, well, the, one of those voices in my head explained to me what I, could, what I was capable of doing and walked me through it once. And from then on, I didn't need any help. Interesting. I'm thinking because I was abducted at such a young age that it wasn't a voice in my head, that it was... Uh, somebody uh, from it was ET talking to me is basically what I'm getting at. Um, do you know? Uh, you kind of explained it. You kind of like like vaguely explained the the aspect of how it works. But do you know any of the technical the technical things that go into it? Maybe the the scientific background behind what goes down because 
it kind of went over my head. Which part? Uh, basically, the the part of how you transfer from one reality to another. Or, oh, well, yeah. I tried to put it in layman's terms of, you know what a portal is. You have an idea of what a portal is. Yes. It could be a number of things, but I, I don't know what Well, a it's a doorway, and you create, a, use a magical tool, create a doorway, step through it, and it's kind of like walking over a crack in the sidewalk. Create another doorway, step through that, and you're at the place that you want to be. And to get home, you do the same thing in the opposite order. Right. Uh, would you know a way to like explain it scientifically, like, or or is it you, you just don't have that answer yet, or you just kind of you know know how to do it and know how it works as far as what you can actually see, but like not the scientific background behind what's actually going down. Do you have any idea of what that is? I wouldn't know how to explain it scientifically. To be honest. What about what about uh, have you ever had anybody uh, are you a guy who goes to parties and people know about this or is it something you keep pretty incognito? I this is pretty I don't really, really talk about it. Like I told you I have talked with Nancy and I'm uh, and Bill Burns about it and I've talked to Angel and Chris and and a few others on Skype and 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 things like that and you know a few of my close friends know uh, my family knows about it. That's about it. I don't. It's not something I really make public because I, well, I don't want to deal with the bullshit. You know. You said that people have been wasn't my wasn't my idea either. By the way, Frog. I'm just well, look. Oh, I know, Angel. Hey, now it's now that it's on public record, Mister Frog. Uh, what are who are these people? Why are they coming after you? As far as attacking you through email, are they calling you? And what are they saying? Why? Oh well, uh, they just. Uh, I've had people. I don't know if Angel saw it or not, but in PSN chat, they were talking about how I was one of those people that uh, is full of crap. And I, I get. I will ask somebody. I don't know. I'll ask somebody for an interview. Uh, like for example, the latest person I asked for an interview about. What's going on uh, with the uh, Dakota Pipeline thing? And they come back and they tell me that I'm bullshit and stay the fuck off my page. What? Yeah, I've got. I can show. I can show. I can copy and paste the picture and show that to you. Uh, this is uh, this is very similar, Wise Frog, to some of the people who are experts that I've interviewed, and they're very nice people, but. They get a lot of hate mail, and these are the we never went to the moon guys. These experts, yeah. um, uh, like Jarrah White in Australia, a very probably one of the best moons conspiracy guys you can find that's still alive. Uh, he's a young guy, but most of the guys are dead now. Um, and these guys get a lot of hate mail. It's a subject that what I'm, what I'm making the analogy is. It's a subject that brings up a lot of anger for some reason. How dare you, right? So people might be like, "How dare you claim that you can time travel?" It's not. It, it, it's not fair because I can't. Do you understand? Well, it's kind of like in the world of the occult. You don't want everybody to be able to do that, do you? 
Well, I mean, I don't know what happens in the world, uh, the world of the occult. Uh, I, you know, I watch The Exorcist, but beyond well, that, I'm, I, I'm all right. I'm pagan. I'm a high priest. It, uh, I'm, well, I'm a witch. I'm a high priest. I'm a Reiki master. I'm an ordained minister. I've got an associates in electronics. I've got a degree in physics. I'm, uh, it depends on whatever you know. Yeah. Frog, here's a question I got for you, and uh, you know it might sound a little silly, but it's actually a serious question. Uh, is there such a thing as a time force or a time police or a time squad that controls the safety of timelines? Yes, don't great go back question. and like, screw shit up, you know? Because they you know, are that's... not human. Okay, this is like it French. has nothing to do with anything that anybody has said on a radio show because that's fucking crap. Okay, the uh, if you go back and try to manipulate something so it doesn't happen, there are uh, you can't really call them extraterrestrials because they basically live in the ether, and it's like, uh, for example, an angel uh, never takes human form; they live in the ether. Uh, they live in the ether, and they 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 will do their best, and they always succeed at. If you're trying to manipulate something in a major way, they're not going to allow it to happen. They'll kick you right out and they'll put you back where you came from or they'll put you somewhere where you have no clue where you're, how you got there or how you're going to get home or something. You don't want to mess with that. Makes so sense. free will doesn't exist. Free will does exist. It exists, but you from can't a certain go, point of view. I can't go back in time and keep Kennedy from being shot. Because if I can get past all those guards and we all know what happened anyway, if I can get past all that and keep Kennedy from being shot and killed, then I would be stopped be, uh, because you know how that if 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 Kennedy even lived for another 2 weeks some of the things that would have happened. Uh, you, you, you just can't do that. You can't do it. it. It won't be allowed. Okay. Well, listen, we're running low on time here. Uh, I want to first say that I'm glad Bob Lazar canceled um, because this was fascinating. So thank you for being on the program. Nobody, nobody got that joke. It was absolute crickets. Jesus Christ. It was. Okay. Yeah. I got it, but I got it, but I, I wasn't really paying attention much. Okay, to, I thought it was joke. funny. Anyways, it was, thought, it was it was funny. I'll take it. Uh, Wise Frog, thanks for being on the show tonight. You're I, welcome. Thanks for having. I me. think yeah, I'm, I'm glad you felt uh, comfortable enough to share, and that's really the whole point. It doesn't matter if people believe you or not. Obviously, it doesn't matter to you, and it matters to me only in the sense that everyone's entitled to their own opinion as long as they're willing to listen before they make it, which is the whole point of the program. And it's why we face this all the time in ufology, and it's something that we're very used to. You have to have a strong stomach to have these sort of beliefs, and you know what I'm talking about. Any final thoughts before we say goodnight to everyone? Frog? One thought. Well, the, oh. yeah. Black Swamp Radio yes. racks. Okay, Frog. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Rocks. Thanks, it does. Very Yeah, much. it was really nice meeting you. Uh, Gentlemen. I got I got, I got a thought to uh, to share oh with everybody oh before, before we leave. Go ahead. <clears throat> I, I still say that Frog, you and I need to like hook up, and we need to like go back and uh, you know save Tupac from dying. I'm just saying, Jesse, Tupac was a very important figure <sighs> in Western know. civilization. Wow, <laughs> you know, if I, well, if I only had control of the board right now, 
You know? <laughs> but, so I will say this, though. Uh, all kidding aside, if this is an experiment that we would like to take one day, and I love this concept of Woodstock. Not only am I a huge fan of the music, but I also just think that it would be a, a terrific experiment. I would be willing to do this if anyone else on the panel. I, I would assume I'm down. With, for a road trip. Just make sure your cell phone's charged so you can take lots of video. Oh I, I would bring, uh, I would bring a bologna sandwich. I would bring lots of uh, battery juice. I would, I would be amazed. So let's talk more about this and see how we might be able to try this experiment in the future. I'm so happy that you're willing to do it. You know, not too often you find people willing to put up or shut up on this stuff. I've taken a van load with oh. me before, so you know it's not the first time. Oh, fascinating, man. Really, thank you for being on the program tonight, okay? You're welcome. Man. That was the wise frog. Everybody else listening out there, and you wanted Bob Lazar. Come on. Come on. Anyway. For reals. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, blame Jackal on that for uh, phone problems. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Anywho, if you enjoyed the program tonight, tell a friend. Tell a friend. We have a website. Give out the website. PSN-radio. And you can go there and you can listen to all these fantastic programs for free. Yeah. Unfortunately for us, great for you. And you don't have to listen to dumb vitamin commercials. You don't have to listen to stupid commercials about gold and silver. So just stay tuned to this station because it's growing leaps and bounds. I am very impressed and happy to have the people associated. This is Jesse Randolph. You've been listening to Euphonaut Radio Monday nights here every week what else do you want to do on a monday night and listen to how you might be able to actually time travel for everybody else out there listening you skeptics and alike thank you for listening being a part of the show chat room members everyone else we'll see you next monday this is jesse randolph take care everybody <laughs>